The following program contains important but graphic material. These topics are designed to foster discussion, but may be objectionable to some. Listener discretion is advised. Welcome to Exploited Crimes Against Humanity. This program is a training program on human trafficking, sextortion, social media exploitation, and child pornography based on actual cases. Our mission is to eradicate human exploitation and bring predators to justice. Now, here is the host of the program, Opal Singleton. Well, hello and welcome to Exploited Crimes Against Humanity. This is Opal Singleton. I'm the host of your show. I'm also the president and CEO of an organization called Million Kids, M-I-L-L-I-O-N. That is because more than one million kids are trafficked each year throughout the world. It's not one million. It's not a million. We're just simply million kids. And I hope you will follow us on Facebook if they allow us to post because we've now been shut off three times. Yes, we're one of those people that Zuckerberg apparently is isolated out and uh, is controlling our message and we keep getting back on. Uh, it is an interesting time in our society to find so much censorship uh, going on in time of an election. I am not here to tell you how to vote one way or the other, but I am here today to talk about Proposition 20 because, and this is in the California ballot. Now, if you, this is a global show. And I know that many people listening are not in California, but I want you to uh, hopefully stay through the whole program and listen to this because it will show you how difficult it is to fight in the world of sex crimes. Uh, You would think that this is a given, that all of us would want simply to go in and not have sex crimes, or uh, if you have sex crimes and law enforcement tracks them down and goes through the due process and takes everybody to court and the prosecutor wins and they are sentenced, that people would agree that that is the rule of law, that is the way things should be done, and it should be the end of the conversation. But that is not the case in California. And I want you to be able to appreciate what we're talking about and why we are fighting for this Proposition 20. What has happened, and it depends on who you read, and I will give you the opposing point of view because I think it's important that we understand the big picture here. Proposition 20 is meant to clean up AB 109, I think it is, and also uh, Back Proposition 47 that passed in 2014, and then again Proposition 57, which passed in 2016. So in essence, it's a cleanup bill. It's a bill to fix what uh, what they found out didn't work in all the previous bills. And so I want you to understand what is at stake here. So I'm reading this article. Uh, this article is um, in favor of... Uh, Uh, or actually votes no on Proposition 20. Uh, According to Governor Brown, there's a very narrow group of people, I would be one of them, by the way, who don't accept that even the modest prison reforms that I was able to achieve, says Governor Brown, ex-Governor Brown previous. It's driven by ideology, in some cases by a total lack of understanding of human nature and no sense of redemption or allowing people to put their lives on track. 
it's vindictive. Now, that is the quote of our previous governor because he's trying to get you to vote no on Proposition 20. He says, we went on to say that the U.S. Supreme Court ruled in 2011 that California's prisons were overcrowded and in violation of constitutional protections. So let me define for you what is going on. The Supreme Court has determined across the land that prisons cannot house more than 137% of capacity. Well, California was way past that. I don't know the exact number, but we were way, way over 137% capacity. This was back when Kamala Harris was the attorney general and Governor Brown was the governor, and they had a mandate to either build new prisons and fix the Uh, proportion that is required by federal and state law or let people out early. So all the time they're campaigning as attorney general campaigning for Congress, they're saying they're going to be tough on crime. They are fixing laws to let people out early to meet that, that letter of the law. It's an interesting thing when I I was reading. I've done a lot of show prep for this, and uh, it was a fascinating thing. One of the ways that they met it is they simply uh, refused to define uh, incarceration and uh, like that as part of the deal. They didn't include, uh, I forgot what it was, there was a category of offenses they didn't include, plus uh, they did not include uh, any of the privately run uh, prisons. And so what they basically did is jockey with the numbers just to get it to 137 and then also let a lot of people out early. So what happened is in Proposition uh, 47 back in 2014, California voters approved uh, that that proposition, which reclassified many lower level drug and property crimes from felonies to misdemeanors. What it said that thefts could be considered a felony if stolen merchandise was valued at 450 more, but Proposition 47 raised that threshold to 950. So one of the things that's taking place that does not have to do with sex crimes but has to do with shoplifting and, and petty theft is that they said that if you're buying if you're stealing anything under the value of nine hundred and fifty dollars, then we're not going to classify that as a property crime. It'll be a misdemeanor. And so it's like a little slap on the hands. So what has happened here in the US in uh, California is that we've had a huge rash of shoplifting, you know, because Basically, nobody's going to do anything about it if it's under $950. And this is the reason why you see grocery stores uh, standing by and putting money behind the hope that Proposition 20 will pass because they are going to try to fix that. So crimes went up way high as far as theft goes. Now, if you listen to the opposition, they say, well, actually, the the stealing crimes are down. Well, that's because they raised the threshold and nobody was arrested. So, I mean, let's, let's be honest here, folks. We're playing with the numbers. And so it has affected a lot of retail stores. 
you know, and this Proposition 20 will lower it back down again. I believe it'll lower it down to 250 and it will be aggregated. In other words, if you're stealing every day and you're actually arrested, even if it's a misdemeanor, if you have two or three of those, they will aggravate the dog, aggravate, (laughs) aggregate the dollar amount of it. And so that you can actually be uh, charged because you're getting serial thefts going on. Regardless of the protests and all the people breaking the glass and stealing whatever they want, this is happening. Some people are doing this as a way of life. Okay, so that isn't my big beef with this thing. But I want you to know that is part of what is going on. So it's meant to fix AB 109 and 47, but the biggie is Proposition 57 that it needs to fix, in my opinion. So I'm going to give you the uh, real legal kind of version of what I believe happened in Proposition 57. But basically, uh, it... I really want to get into uh, where this is going and what's going on. So I want to talk about a little bit about Proposition 57, and I want to talk about it in terms of the reality of elections and propositions. First of all, I, uh, I, when I saw what was happening with Proposition 57, about a year and a half, actually almost two years ago now, we went on a real campaign and we raised thousands of dollars and sent thousands of names up to Sacramento to protest what was going on under Proposition 57. So let me give you my version of the history of that. In 2016, we had election campaign, the same as we have now. I am appalled at the lack of honesty that is going on in this election, regardless of which side you're on. Now, there is probably nothing new here, but because of social media, nobody is held accountable. And on top of it, it is controlled by the big social media owners, such as Zuckerberg and Facebook and Instagram. I have a Facebook account. I value it highly. Unfortunately, we can't hardly post anything because if you say something that Zuckerberg doesn't agree with and all of his staff, he takes you off the air. And then you have to mail in and you have to appeal. This is the kind of thing that takes place in Cambodia, in China, in Russia. This does not take place in the U.S., but it now does. And we are living in that time. What happened in Proposition 57 was that everybody got busy, raised millions and millions of dollars, and told you that the prison system is overcrowded. You're either going to have to vote for more tax dollars and build more prisons, or you're going to have to let people out early. And we are going to have to redefine the crimes that put people in prison. You see, these administrations, both Brown and Newsom, are busy decriminalizing crime. Imagine what it's like to be a district attorney in the state of California. Imagine what it's like to be in law enforcement in the state of California. 
Your job is to get up every morning and put your life on the line and go out and rescue people and arrest the bad guys, especially for sex crimes and especially for child sex crimes. You put your life on the line because it is the right thing to do to protect our public, and that is the role of government is to protect our gov- our public. They have no other role other than to charge you taxes to protect you, and those taxes go up and up and up, and they are protecting you less and less and less because the laws are making it so it's very difficult to do. So you get a sex offender and you charge them, and you go through the court, and the prosecution wins, and you get a sentence, and you send them off to prison, believing that you are now safer without them, and that they will serve that sentence, and with a little luck, they'll be rehabilitated and come back out as whole people, but only after they have paid the sentence, and you're sure of their rehabilitation. But it does not work that way, according to Proposition 57. Proposition 57 was billed out there on those ads as something that says, well, this is somebody who's just, a, you know, he, he smokes a little pot and he went into a 7-Eleven and he stole some bubble gum. But now he's been through drug rehab and our prison's overcrowded and let's give him a break and let him come back out. And we all have soft hearts. We're all for rehabilitation. And that bill passed. And now we are paying the price. This is Opal Singleton. We are coming up against a break. I'm going to ask you to stay with us as we get deep into the weeds of Proposition 20. Be right back. Streaming live. The leader in Internet talk radio. VoiceAmerica.com. This is Opal Singleton, host of Exploited, Crimes Against Humanity. Did you know that every day in America, more than 9,000 kids are sextorted? That means blackmail with an illicit or naked photo. This does not have to happen. Million Kids has been educating in schools for over eight years now. And it is my dream to make a documentary that we can give to free to every school in America across the nation to educate our kids about how the Internet works and where a naked photo goes when you hit send. But we need matching funding on this. So if you have it in your heart today to support us in this documentary, please go to GoFundMe Million Kids. That is GoFundMe Million Kids and donate today. We can make this world a safer place for your kids and our kids. GoFundMe Million Kids. Thank you for your support. Hello, this is Opal Singleton, host of Exploited, Crimes Against Humanity. Hey, let me tell you about my new book, Societal Shift, A World Without Borders, A Home Without Walls. We are living at the most important time in all of history. In 2020, the entire world will be connected by Internet. That means our kids can access the entire world, but the entire world can access our kids, including pedophiles, predators, cartels, and organized crime. New technologies like 
like encrypted messaging, vaporware, cryptocurrency, and the dark net means pedophiles all over the world can access, groom, and exploit our kids. Right now, over 9,000 kids a day are being blackmailed because they sent a naked photo. This book is for parents and educators and anyone who cares about kids. Go to www.millionkids.org and order Societal Shift today. It may be the most important thing you ever did to keep your child safe from predators. Seduced, The Grooming of America's Teenagers is the most important book a parent will read this year. Human trafficking is one of the fastest growing crimes in America. Three out of four victims are U.S. citizens. Most are our young people who have been lured into prostitution by a boyfriend or girlfriend or hook up with a newfound love on the Internet. Sometimes they are victims of blackmail as a result of sending a revealing photo. Sometimes it's catastrophic. Opal Singleton, president of Million Kids, has written a powerful book for parents, educators, civic leaders, and first responders about how predators use social media, apps, chat rooms, video games, and the dark web to access, groom, recruit, and exploit young people. It is truly a must-read for every parent, grandparent, and teacher in America. Seduced, the grooming of America's teenagers will help you understand how technology makes an innocent teen vulnerable to predators and how to talk to teens to keep them safe. Priced at $15.99 plus $4 shipping, Seduced can be ordered at millionkids.org. Share this with everyone you know. The Internet's number one talk station. Number one talk station. VoiceAmerica.com You are listening to Exploited Crimes Against Humanity. If you have a question or comment, please send an email to opal at millionkids.org. That's O-P-A-L at millionkids.org. Now, back to Exploited, Crimes Against Humanity. Here again is Opal Singleton. Well, hello and welcome back to Exploited Crimes Against Humanity. We are talking about Proposition 20 in California. And even if you're not in California, there is a huge lesson here. So I would appreciate it if you'd stay with us and uh, let me share this with you. So what happened is in 2016, we had a proposition on the ballot called Proposition 57. And it sounded, uh, it was one of those feel-good, emotional kind of things, you know, uh, our prisons are full of people who are now rehabilitated. We need to give them a break. This is going to be nonviolent offenses. Governor Brown and Kamala Harris stood there and said it will not include sex offenders. Now, here's the problem. Proposition 20 was one of those bills you had to, had to vote for it for you really sure what's in it. In fact, even Proposition 20 is very difficult to discern what's in it. I spent about five hours of show prep yesterday getting ready for this show, and it was at the fifth hour that I could actually find the proposition with the real wording. It was absolutely buried in a landslide of, of opposition to it to make sure that nobody really reads the bill. And Proposition 57 was kind of like that. We all said, well, as long as they're nonviolent. Now, that, that's a nice feel-good term. We're assuming nonviolent means nonviolent. So it passed. Well, what we found out after we got into it is that that's a legal term, not a feel-good term. 
okay? And at the time, there were only about 13 violent offenses in the California Penal Code. In fact, sex with a minor was not a violent crime. Sex with a dead person was not a violent crime. Sex trafficking was not a violent crime. Assault with a deadly weapon was not a violent crime. Assault in a domestic uh, violence situation was not a violent crime. So we're all assuming, because nobody gives you the facts, that that this bill is okay because it's only guys who steal, steal bubble gum who got a little high on pot. Well, it wasn't like that at all. The whole thing was a scam and a sham and a dupe to the American public, the California public. So when we discovered that long about 2017, what was happening is they were beginning to let sex offenders out early. And Governor Brown and Kamala Harris had both said it would not include sex offenders. And so the California uh Department of Corrections, who was in charge of making the decision, said, well, it doesn't say it can't be sex offenders. And so they began to let people out early until people like ourselves had a heyday and went out and and asked you to donate. And we sent this off to Governor Brown. They got a lot of pushback from people like us. And Governor Brown said, well, okay, uh, you know, we'll, we'll take a look at it. In the meantime, there was a court case where an unidentified anonymous, I try to avoid that word, I can't say it, (laughs) anonymous uh, prisoner, we don't know if it's male or female, they're anonymous, filed a lawsuit against the state of California in Sacramento. And they said, you know what? We are being discriminated against because we can't get out early because we're charged with sex offenders as sex offenses and governor, excuse me, judge, let me get this right. Judge Alan Sumner. And I don't know if he's on the ballot in Sacramento or not, but if you're up in that area and you're listening, take a look and don't vote for him. Judge Alan Sumner said, you know what? I think you're right. You're being discriminated against other people get out early. You ought to too. And so now it is having to make its way through the appeals court as that that ruling applies throughout California. Governor Brown said, you know, okay, we'll let it make its way through the appeals court. Well, of course, he knew he wasn't running for re-election, so his word was only good until the day he was there. And Gavin Newsom has picked up the banner and has marched on saying, you know, this is ridiculous. We need to let people out early. In fact, they, uh, as you can say, they're saying only a very narrow group of specialized people are opposing this. Well, I may be very narrow. I'm not so sure of that. But I'm opposing this. I am going to vote yes on Proposition 20 because it needs to be passed. It's one of those bills you need to vote yes if we are going to fix this. What Proposition 20 does is three things, okay? It fixes three related problems that threaten public safety. Number one, it reforms the parole system so violent felons are not released early from prison. And it strengthens the oversight of the post 
release community supervision, and it tightens the penalties for violation of terms of post-release. Many of these sex offenders that are being let out early re-offend, and we need this proposition to be able to tighten that up. It also uh, reforms the parole system, so violent felons are not released early. I'm reading this right from the text of the law, okay? So this isn't a bunch of, uh, you know, stuff that you're getting from hyperbole. It is not. Uh, It reforms the parole system, so violent felons are not released early from prison, and it strengthens the oversight of community supervision. It reforms the theft laws to restore accountability for serial thieves and and theft rings. And that's what I was talking about. Instead of it being 950 if you steal anything more than $250 in value and you st- you are charged on repeated cases, it aggregates the crime. And it expands the DNA collection from persons convicted of drug theft and domestic violence related to crimes. California has had a larger increase in violent crime than the rest of the U.S. I I want you to hear that loud and clear. All the time our crime numbers are going up, your city fathers and your governors are telling you it is not. California has had a larger increase in violent crime than the rest of the U.S. In 2013, violent crime in L.A. has increased almost 70%. Violent crime in Sacramento rose faster during the first six months of 2015 than in any of the 25 largest cities in the U.S. What has happened here, recent changes to parole laws allowed the early release of dangerous criminals. These changes allowed individuals convicted of sex trafficking of children, rape of an unconscious person, felony assault with a deadly weapon, battery on police or firefighter, and felony domestic violence to be considered nonviolent. So the purpose of Proposition 20 is to redefine what is violent and nonviolent and add in violent offenses as they, as we all assume they would be. I'm, my next section, I'm going to read what some of them are going to be. But one of the factors in this that people are not talking about, and I myself was not aware of until I started doing the show prep, that it will resolve, restore the DNA collection to solve violent crime. Collecting DNA from criminals for, uh, is essential to violent crime. Over 450 violent crimes, including murder, rape, robbery, have gone unsolved because DNA is is being collected from fewer criminals. I was not aware that this was happening till I studied this. What happened is DNA collected in 2015 from a convicted child molester solved the rape murders of two six-year-old boys, which occurred three years ago. Recent changes to California law unintentionally eliminated DNA collection for theft and drug crimes. The measure restores DNA collection from persons convicted of such theft. It does not affect existing legal safeguards and that protect the privacy of individuals for allowing the removal of their DNA profile if they are not charged with the crime. Isn't that interesting? Even though I study this stuff, 
even though I follow this, and even though I truly experience the impact on it time and time again in my business of fighting sex trafficking, because what happens is they don't they let these guys ride back out. What about the the victims, the females that testify against them? What about that victim of domestic violence? What about that victim of sex trafficking? What about that victim of rape that put their life on the line to put these guys away, and now they're going to allow them out early just so they can reduce the prison population? And I did not realize, because they did not publicize that the DNA collection laws had been changed and that it had been inadvertently changed so that many people were not, we just assumed if you're going to prison that we have your DNA. None of that was true. Proposition, a vote yes on Proposition 20 will make that back happening again. Okay, that's not good English, but you get what I'm saying. It will once again require that we collect DNA. You see, I know for a fact that many of our sex trafficking crimes are connected to car theft, are connected to shoplifting, are connected to other crimes. And to find out that their DNA has not been being collected due to an oversight of a previous bill is absolutely frustrating. I say yes on 20 We need to fix this. It will not be a perfect bill, but it'll be a better bill than where we're at today. This is Opal Singleton. We are up against a break, so I'm going to ask you to stay with us, and I'll be right back. Stimulating talk gets those synapses in the brain firing really fast. All the time. The number one Internet talk station where your opinion counts. VoiceAmerica.com. Hello, this is Opal Singleton, host of Exploited Crimes Against Humanity. Hey, let me tell you about my new book, Societal Shift, A World Without Borders, A Home Without Walls. We are living at the most important time in all of history. In 2020, the entire world will be connected by Internet. That means our kids can access the entire world, but the entire world can access our kids, including pedophiles, predators, cartels, and organized crime. New technologies like like encrypted messaging, vaporware, cryptocurrency, and the dark net means pedophiles all over the world can access, groom, and exploit our kids. Right now, over 9,000 kids a day are being blackmailed because they sent a naked photo. This book is for parents and educators and anyone who cares about kids. Go to www.millionkids.org and order Societal Shift today. It may be the most important thing you ever did to keep your child safe from predators seduced the grooming of america's teenagers is the most important book a parent will read this year human trafficking is one of the fastest growing crimes in america three out of four victims are u.s citizens most are our young people who have been lured into prostitution by a boyfriend or girlfriend or hook up with a newfound love on the internet sometimes they are victims of blackmail as a result of sending a revealing photo sometimes it's catastrophic Opal Singleton, president of Million Kids, has written a powerful book for parents 
educators, civic leaders, and first responders about how predators use social media, apps, chat rooms, video games, and the dark web to access, groom, recruit, and exploit young people. It is truly a must-read for every parent, grandparent, and teacher in America. Seduced, the grooming of America's teenagers will help you understand how technology makes an innocent teen vulnerable to predators and how to talk to teens to keep them safe. Priced at $15.99 plus $4 shipping, Seduced can be ordered at millionkids.org. Share this with everyone you know. The Internet's number one talk station. Number one talk station. VoiceAmerica.com You are listening to Exploited, Crimes Against Humanity. If you have a question or comment, please send an email to opal at millionkids.org. That's O-P-A-L at millionkids.org. Now, back to Exploited, Crimes Against Humanity. Here again is Opal Singleton. Hello and welcome back to Exploited Crimes Against Humanity. This is Opal Singleton and we are with Million Kids. I'd appreciate it if you would follow Million Kids on Facebook. Just go to Facebook and hit find Million Kids and hit like, assuming they are allowing us back on again. It's really uh, frustrating to see uh, that they would come after a small organization like Million Kids. But we are mighty, we push forward, and we've been doing this 12 years. If you're willing and interested in supporting our work, I would greatly appreciate it, uh, especially since we can only Zoom these days. I used to go out and speak all across the nation. I've trained over 400,000 people now on sextortion, social media exploitation, and child pornography, and sex trafficking, and labor trafficking. And uh, we would sell our books, and uh, I hope that you will go to our website and look at our books. I'll sign them and send them to you myself. It is how we support our work, and it's much more difficult now that we do everything by Zoom instead of in public appearances. So if you have it in your heart to support our work, you can do that by going to millionkids.org and uh, hit that donate button. Uh, we also have a text to donate, and we have a P.O. box if you're kind of old-fashioned like I am and want to mail in a check, you can do that. So one of the things that's happening here is that time and time again, we see individual cases where this goes wrong, and this is why Proposition 20 is so important to say yes on because what is happening here is time again you see a case just like Judge Alan Sumner, who, you know, so many of these propositions leave this all up to judges. Well, you're assuming judges are going to be fair. But in California, there are a lot of judges that have political biases and and they don't turn out like you think. And you say to yourself, just like Judge Alan Sumner, he goes, you know, I think you're absolutely right. You're being discriminated against. So let's let all the sex offenders be part of the deal to get out early. Well, think of the implications of that decision. So I want to share with you what happened down in Orange County. This is, uh, I can't remember when this was, but I think it was about uh, earlier this year anyway. I'm reading from an article of... uh, This one happens to be Fox News. Uh, Orange County, uh, California District Attorney Todd Spitzer, by the way, I really think he's a great guy. I appreciate him. He is outraged after state ordered the release of seven, let me say that again, seven 
high-risk sex offenders from the county jails over concerns they could contract coronavirus. Before I go on with that article, let me read you a couple of other articles. This is in August. Newsom to release 8,000 prisoners in California by August due to COVID. You see, if they can't get it under Proposition 20, they're going to get it under the name of COVID. Here it is again, over 17,000 California prisoners, 70% more than earlier estimated, could be released due to COVID. I'm trying to find the date on this one here now, but it's... uh, I think it's September. So there's 25,000 prisoners right there. And uh, they're not saying what their charges are, what the criteria is. It's just we don't want them to get COVID, so we're going to let them out. So let me get back to my article here with Todd Spitzer down in Orange County. Appearing on Fox & Friends Weekend, uh, Spitzer said that the issue at hand is just not in in Orange County or California. It is a ruse that has been pulled on the American public on jails and custodial facilities all over the nation. We are being told that during the pandemic, we need to release people early, you know, with less than 30 days on their sentence and things like that because of underlying health pandemic. And the fact that we need to exercise social distancing within custodial facilities. However, as you know, in the U.S., today there is a social justice agenda to end bail for those who are incarcerated. And this has gone too far. And that is really big out in California. In fact, there is a a proposition. I need to get that one and get up to date on it. To end bail, they say it's injustice, that some people can't afford bail and others can, and so therefore nobody should have to pay bail. We just let them out. Well, let me tell you something. Many people in Southern California are from another country, and when they get out with no bail, they head back home, and, and, you know, we can't find them. And they never paid the dues. It is a revolving door system out here. It is crazy. In other words, in Orange County, our jails are now down by 45% in terms of capacity. Our sheriff has indicated he has no overcrowding at all. So why is one court commissioner allowed to release people early in Orange County? So what uh, DA Spitzer is saying is there's no cause for this. But what happened in this case, you have seven convicted, this is uh, uh, D.A. Spitzer speaking. In this case, you have seven convicted predator sex offenders who had gone to state prison in California for hardcore serious sex offenses and serious sex offenses. It's hard to say altogether. And they were cutting off their GPS devices or failing to charge them. We had two individuals like this in Orange County before who went out and murdered four women after they cut off their GPS devices. So what we're doing here is we're letting out seven sex offenders who have already been known to cut off their devices. Okay. Sex offenders, number one, are not able to be rehabilitated. And number two, if you're cutting off your GPS, you don't want your parole agent to know where you are. No kidding. If you're not charging your GPS device, you do not want your parole agent or community to know where you are. It is dangerous. 
What happened here is one of them was tampering with a GPS device. Offenders are required to do 180 days minimum in the local jail. Here's the thing. The appointed commissioner, this isn't even somebody you voted for. You voted for your county government, and they appointed this person. Took it upon his own to release these seven individuals back into the community It has so outraged our community, it's outraged our police agency. Well, let me tell you why that might be. Because what happens here is our guys put their lives on the line. Sex offenses are some of the most violent that you can get, and it will change the victim's life forever. It isn't like you stole somebody's bicycle. You stole somebody's identity. You stole somebody's soul. You stole somebody's life when you offend sexually. These inmates were released by court order, and we are not in any way connected to the measures I have taken to limit. They were not connected to the COVID uh, virus. We have responsibly created the capacity needed. So what is happening is they're getting these liberal judges In this case, a commissioner who wasn't even voted on. He was appointed by people who were voted on. And he released seven violent sex offenders due to COVID when there was zero overcrowding. In the profiles documented by the local news affiliates, one of the newly freed men as part of the community warning, their ages were from 27 to 52 Every single one had a history of loot offenses and had violated the law on multiple times. One of them, Rudy Magdaleno, was released from jail under a court order on April 13th and after serving 71 days of a 180-day minimum sentence. The sentence was opposed for failing to charge his GPS. One of these, I'll skip ahead here, One of these offenders literally was arrested again for lewd conduct right back on the county property from which he was released from. He didn't even wait till he got off the property to do it again. So what I'm telling you here is we have to change Proposition 20. That is a yes vote. I get that there's overcrowding in prisons. And I get that people are rehabilitated. And if they are, they should go before the parole board. But they also need to give their DNA, even for theft crimes, because many of these sex crimes also are theft offenders. And we need to enforce the law. And we need to quit playing tricks with people's minds about what is a violent crime. It is important on Proposition 20 that we fix all the previous sins below ahead. However, I'm going to tell you it won't fix it all. I have no illusions that it will fix it all. But it will make it better. It takes a lot of time and effort to find out what you're really voting for these days. There is so much misinformation. There are so many people putting big dollar amounts so that they can get you to vote their way. I don't understand it. I don't know how anyone could vote against Proposition 20. Who wants violent sex offenders out on the street? Who wants 
at people going into prison and not giving their DNA. Who wants to be able to have a someone released from prison and then have them living right down the street? In fact, one of the things Proposition 20 will do is that an inmate who is released on parole or post-release community supervision for a stalking offense shall not be returned to a location within 35 miles of the victim's or witness's actual resident or place of employment if the victim or witness has requested additional distance in the placement of the inmate. That is just a no-brainer, folks. You're going to go and let all these people out early? Who is going to protect the witness? Who is going to protect the victim? Who is going to protect the children that were violated and sex trafficked? This must be a yes. We It isn't a cure-all, but we've got to improve this law. This is Opal Singleton. Follow me at millionkids.org or Million Kids on Facebook. I hope that you'll support our work. We're up against that break, so stay with us. We're going to be right back. Stimulating talk gets those synapses in the brain firing really fast. All the time. The number one Internet talk station where your opinion counts. VoiceAmerica.com. Hello, this is Opal Singleton, host of Exploited, Crimes Against Humanity. Hey, let me tell you about my new book, Societal Shift, A World Without Borders, A Home Without Walls. We are living at the most important time in all of history. In 2020, the entire world will be connected by Internet. That means our kids can access the entire world, but the entire world can access our kids, including pedophiles, predators, cartels, and organized crime. New technologies like encrypted messaging, vaporware, cryptocurrency, and the dark net means pedophiles all over the world can access, groom, and exploit our kids. Right now, over 9,000 kids a day are being blackmailed because they sent a naked photo. This book is for parents and educators and anyone who cares about kids. Go to www.millionkids.org and order Societal Shift today. It may be the most important thing you ever did to keep your child safe safe from predators. Seduced, The Grooming of America's Teenagers is the most important book a parent will read this year. Human trafficking is one of the fastest growing crimes in America. Three out of four victims are U.S. citizens. Most are our young people who have been lured into prostitution by a boyfriend or girlfriend or hook up with a newfound love on the Internet. Sometimes they are victims of blackmail as a result of sending a revealing photo. Sometimes it's catastrophic. Opal Singleton, president of Million Kids, has written a powerful book for parents educators, civic leaders, and first responders about how predators use social media, apps, chat rooms, video games, and the dark web to access, groom, recruit, and exploit young people. It is truly a must-read for every parent, grandparent, and teacher in America. Seduced, the grooming of America's teenagers will help you understand how technology makes an innocent teen vulnerable to predators and how to talk to teens to keep them safe. Priced at $15.99 plus $4 shipping, Seduced can be ordered at millionkids.org. Share this with everyone you know. 
This is Opal Singleton, host of Exploited Crimes Against Humanity. Did you know that every day in America, more than 9,000 kids are sextorted? That means blackmail with an illicit or naked photo. This does not have to happen. Million Kids has been educating in schools for over eight years now. And it is my dream to make a documentary that we can give to free to every school in America across the nation to educate our kids about how the internet works and where a naked photo goes when you hit send. But we need matching funding on this. So if you have it in your heart today to support us in this documentary, please go to GoFundMe Million Kids. That is GoFundMe Million Kids and donate today. We can make this world a safer place for your kids and our kids. GoFundMe Million Kids. Thank you for your support. Streaming live, the leader in Internet talk radio, voiceamerica.com. You are listening to Exploited, Crimes Against Humanity. If you have a question or comment, please send an email to opal at millionkids.org. That's O-P-A-L at millionkids.org. Now, back to Exploited. Crimes Against Humanity. Here again is Opal Singleton. Hello and welcome back to Exploited Crimes Against Humanity. So I say to myself, how could anybody be against this? Maybe it's just because I work in combating sex crimes of all kinds, child pornography, uh, you know, sex trafficking and like that. It just seems so obvious to me that a violent crime ought to be determined to be a violent crime. And yet there is a huge amount of people opposing this. The people that are for it give me comfort. Um, these are the California Correction Peace Officers. That's the people that are living in the prisons, and they understand the value of defining what is a violent crime. California Grocers Association, that's because of the theft laws, Association for the L.A. Deputy Sheriffs, uh, those are the people, Peace Officers Research Association, these are the people who put their lives on the line to go out and arrest these sex offenders because they want to keep you and your children safe. And they are for this law. They have not raised nearly as much as the other group. In fact, almost three to one, the other group against it. So who's against it? No on Prop 20, California, that's a PAC, Pal- California's Against Prison Spending, PICO California Action Supporting Schools, Communities for California Issues PAC, Chan Zuckerberg, that is Jeff Zuckerberg's wife, gave $2,250,000. i am not sure I understand their line of thinking. All total, they have raised over $5 million to make sure that we do not define violent crimes as violent crimes. So what will this bill actually do, and why is it important? Well, the bill, and I read to you from the bill, it will say that the following shall now be defined as violent felony offenses. Murder or voluntary manslaughter. How difficult is that? That's violent just saying it. Rape. How can rape be a nonviolent crime? They are now, this law will make rape a violent crime. It will make sodomy a violent crime. It will make oral copulation, lewd or lascivious acts, uh, 
any felony in which the defendant inflicts great bodily injury on another person, uh, any robbery, any arson, any sexual penetration, any attempted murder, any kidnapping, any assault with an intent to commit a specified felony, continuous sexual abuse of a child, carjacking, rapal spouse, excuse me, rape, spousal rape, or sexual penetration, extortion, threats to victims or witnesses, uh, solicitation to commit murder, felony assault with a firearm. I mean, how can this even be up for negotiation? If you don't think those should have been violent crimes, how can you put $5 million against a bill to say those are not violent crimes? You know, we, we vote with our heart, but we also vote because we want fairness for sexual assault victims. And sex offenders are violent offenders. And they should pay a price. And we also need to protect the people who testified against them, including the witnesses and the victims. So for me, it is a yes on Proposition 20. It is a hands-down no decision. I, I fail to understand why anybody can say, they're saying, well, you're going to load up the prison system. Well, fix the prison system some other way. But the prison sentence, this prison, prison system was created to incarcerate violent criminals. And so to redefine crime to be nonviolent, to include sex with a minor, rape, sodomy, attempted murder, assault on a police officer, to be nonviolent is just simply ludicrous to me. My name is Opal Singleton. I don't normally get political. I am not here for you to, to sway and like that. But I am giving you my opinion. I personally will vote yes on on Proposition 20 because I care deeply about sex uh, victims of sex offenses. I work up every day, every day of my job. That's what we do here at Me and Kids. We sat with parents whose kids have been violated, and we try to help kids who sent a naked photo. We are making a documentary. We've educated over 400,000 people. We serve with the Riverside County uh, Task Force, Human Trafficking Task Force. We travel across the United States to train law enforcement. Okay, there's some bad cops out there, but I know thousands of really good ones. And I know thousands of people who get up and go out in the middle of the night to rescue your daughter from a sex trafficking event or rescue your kid because they've been violated or they've sent a naked photo and we're trying to get them back and we're trying to get them counseling. And these are people who put their lives on the line. And I know many, many district attorneys who dedicate their life to prosecuting these guys and getting them in prison and protecting you, the people who testify and witness against them. We must unite and we must say enough is enough. When a sex offense is considered a nonviolent crime, our society has reached some level of depravity that is impossible to to define. My name is Opal Singleton. If you're willing to support this work, please go to millionkids.org, M-I-L-L-I-O-N, millionkids.org, hit that donate button, order our books, help support this work, help us keep up 
up the good fight. We keep getting back on Facebook. They keep throwing us off, but we are coming back and we are doing this every way we can. We appreciate your financial donation. If you can support our work, I'd greatly appreciate it. You can write to me at opal, O-P-A-L, at meandkids.org. Folks, you have a great week. Be sure to go out and vote. Vote with your heart. Vote with your conscience. Vote because we still have the freedom to do it, and I don't know how long that's going to last. So we need to take advantage of every chance we get. Put your arms around your kids this week, your spouse. Tell them you love them. Tell them you believe in you. Believe in them, and we will see you next Thursday morning at 7 a.m. California time. You folks have a great week. Thank you for tuning in this week to Exploited, Crimes Against Humanity. Please join your host, Opal Singleton, for another edition next Thursday at 10 a.m. Eastern Time, 7 a.m. Pacific Time, on the Voice America Variety Channel. We'll have another important discussion next week.